Do we I'm some- ready. I'm ready. I'm red, 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 ready. Do you have some kind of pithy comment to go along with your readiness for your word of the year, Jenny Kaus? I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> Here comes 2020. Um, Let's talk about it. It's coming into focus. It's 2020. Look out. All right. You got it. Hi, and welcome to The Improvement Project, a podcast about being a better human through good habits, challenging yourself, learning from a wide range of experts, and celebrating all of the little wins along the way. I'm Dr. Peggy Malone, a healthcare provider and human being, trying my best to be better and encouraging others to do the same. I'm in London, Ontario, Canada, and with me is my disciplined accountability partner, Jenny. That's me, Jenny Kaus, a marketing professional from St. Thomas, Ontario. I'm a very proud small town gal and a big believer in the power of habits. We know from research and from our year of monthly habit challenges, how our daily choices impact and ultimately create our lives. So we're getting intentional about our habits and we hope to inspire you to become more disciplined, more consistent, happier, healthier, more productive, and overall your own best self. On today's episode, we are going to discuss our word of the year for 2020. In Umi Likey, I'm into holiday greens, and Jenny is liking a video from one of our (laughs) online pretend best friends. Jenny's win is related to getting back into a good habit that has been eluding her, and my learn is about getting back on track with my morning routine. But first, we are going to let you know what our words for the year are. So these words were inspired by another one of our online pretend best friends, Gretchen Rubin. So what this word does is it helps to give a framework for the year and a focus to come back to. It's even like a mission statement to focus on and give you a goal or a North Star as we head through 2020. What are your thoughts on this? I think it's a really cool idea. And as you mentioned, we heard about this from Gretchen Rubin. Uh, She picks a word of the year. And... I think the really interesting thing is after you go through the process of doing a um, 19 for 2019 list, or as we've been doing a 20 for 20 list, you start to see some common themes. And I think that selecting a word to focus on can kind of give you a bit of a cohesive um, thing a cohesive what what's the word I'm looking for like a theme I, I think for the of year? it I think of it as like a guidepost or like a theme is I think a good way to describe it too yeah and I think it's it's something cool to kind of keep in your mind and think about every so often of are you working toward that word and and I think it's cool like the thought of having a different word every year of something different that you want to focus on um I just, I think it's great. Like you think about a business, you think about anything, they're going to have a mission statement, right? Sure. Something that they're working towards. Why would you not have that in your own life? Well, and this goes back to our discussion a couple of episodes about intentional living. It really gives you that North Star towards making sure that you're living your life on purpose or by design instead of by default or by reacting to whatever life happens to throw at you. So this word of the year will help keep us on track in terms of being intentional about what we want to accomplish in 2020. And I think after you go through the process of getting intentional and you see the impact that that can have on your life, it's hard to imagine doing it a different way, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I would say that's true. Yeah, because it, it, I don't know, for me, it, 
when you have those clear goals and you can look back and kind of see progress, I think it's so encouraging. And yeah, I just think, why wouldn't you strive for something like this? And, and it's a little bit fun too. It is fun. And the one thing I want to put out there too, in terms of choosing a word for the year, sometimes for people that could be daunting, like how can I bring it down to just one word? But something happened that was kind of magic for me this year when I was choosing my word. And it really did have to do with getting focused on those 20 for 20 that we discussed last week. Once I actually wrote all the list down and then I looked back and I reflected on the list, then there was only a few words based on themes that came out of the things that I had chosen that made sense. And it was just there. It became very clear. So if you're not sure about your word, one of the things that I would suggest just based on my experience in the last couple of weeks is write down the 20 things you really want to accomplish in 2020 and then give it a minute, like maybe sleep on it overnight and then come back, look at the list and all of a sudden the word will be there or at least it'll have it narrowed down to a few words. I agree. And I, I do this. I, and I feel like this is going to sound funny to say it like this, but the word will kind of come to you. Yeah. I don't feel like it's something that you really actively decide on your own. And I know that this sounds kind of weird, but it really does. Like I, both times that I've done this, it, you'll be thinking about something else and it will just pop into your mind. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So cool. All right. And it might be something silly. Sure. Well, it might be something, it doesn't have to be profound. If that's your word for the year, that's your word for the year. Like your word could be laugh. Absolutely. Or uh, remember we were uh, listening to Gretchen and Liz and one time uh, her word, she was getting a new car and wasn't it go fast or something was her word? I think it was Hot Wheels. Was it? Oh, that's right. It was Hot Wheels. (laughs) So, So it was kind of silly, but that was her word for the year. Yeah. Like say if you were turning 16 and you were driving for the first time, that'd be a great word. Like something that you're celebrating that year and that's exciting. Definitely. Well, I think that's, I think that's really cool. So why not try it? It's 2020. This is a cool time in history. We're starting a whole new decade. Yeah. And it sounds like the future. And you know, there's something really funny about the whole um, thing about 2020 being like a clear vision. Right. I love this that. This is a it. sign that you need that 2020 is your year to get clear on this. What else do you need? Grab your 2020 vision, pick your word. Let's move forward into this next new year and next new decade with some good, vision. <laughs> with our good, clear uh, <laughs> guidepost map goals set. All right. Love it. Love it. Jenny, what's your word for 2020? All right. Drum roll, sort of. So my word for the year is sort of related to my year for my word of the year for 2019, which was, if you'll recall, recreation. And I would say that I successfully did recreation. We did lots of fun outdoor activities. We did bike riding and including my son learned to ride a two wheeler. So that was a lot of fun for our family. Uh, We went for a lot of walks in the woods and of course we got out on the water with our paddle boards. So it was definitely way more active, uh, a very outdoorsy year than I would say I've had in a long time, maybe ever. But as I look back over the year, a couple weeks ago, when I was planning out some time off for the holidays, I realized something kind of sad was that I didn't take off more than two consecutive work days in the year. Mm -hmm. So 
Now, that's not to say I didn't take time off. I took a lot of long weekends, and I really like the idea of more long weekends rather than taking it all in one big chunk. And I also used a lot of my vacation days to do things like we went midweek skiing with Jeff and I and Peg. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And also I went to, I think, three or four field trips with my son, which, of course, were midweek. So I used days for that. So I don't regret any of the way that I used my vacation time this year. But I do think that I could benefit from a longer stretch of time to really get let my brain get the most out of that downtime and help me recharge. Sure. And then one more thing I need to tell you about my work for 2020. This year, I definitely feel like I spent too much time on my phone, just scrolling. And, and I mean, there's good things too. Like I use it for productivity things. Because I mean, these little computers in our pockets are pretty amazing. But I couldn't help think about that digital detox that we did last year and that feeling really stuck with me about what it felt like to be truly off. Right. I think there's a really weird feeling that happens when we're always on. We don't even realize it. Uh, we're so conscious of our phones. And all we need to do is take an outing where we would usually have our phones and don't bring them and it becomes crystal clear how attached we really are. So with all that said, drum roll. My word of the year for 2020 is unplug. Awesome. So I'm going to focus on intentionally giving myself scheduled breaks off of my phone. So I'm going to do one a month for 24 hours each, and I'm going to take a week off. So that's back-to-back days for a whole week. And I know I can do this. I really feel as well like I need to get on top of that technology addiction because you know why it really scares me is I don't even have Facebook, nor am I really uh, in any way active on social media. So I feel like I should be more immune to the addictive parts of being on my phone. But all of that to say, my word for 2020 or my focus, if you will, mm-hmm. is to unplug. Awesome. I love it. And I love that it sort of transitions really beautifully from your recreation from last yeah. year to this year. And I think it's interesting to see maybe how your word of the year evolves. Like if you say if you did this five years in a row, you see how they relate to each other. And maybe it's a fine tuning. Sure. Yeah. Of what you're really focused on. Definitely. So, anywho, that's mine. I want to know what yours is now. All right. So to lay the groundwork for why I chose my word, let me th- share my thought process. So okay. my, my word for 2019 was intentional. Mm-hmm. So we discussed intentional living in episode 75. And the way that I described intentional living is living life proactively or on purpose versus reactively or just letting life happen to you and taking whatever comes and then reacting to it. And then you described it, Jenny, as living life by design versus by default. Right. So in 2020, the following things are on my mind and in my goal list. And I'm just going to sort of transition from that intentional from last year and move into what is on my mind for the year to come. Gotcha. So we did talk about our goal list 20 for 2020 last episode. That was episode 76. This episode you're currently listening to is episode 77. So in 2020, the following things are going to be happening and are in my goal list, or, or at least they're on my mind or in my goal list. So number one, a major renovation of our house and living space. Number two, which is huge, definitely. 
Number two, an overhaul and concentration on my online presence as a way to earn another stream of income and to serve my community more outside of my chiropractic office. I love it. Love it. Number three, and this one Jenny knows about, and I'm going to share it with listeners and I may get emotional here because it's a bit intense. It is. So John and I are still reeling from a major loss that we've experienced in the last few weeks. Mm -hmm. So after a short illness, John's mom, who is my mother-in-law or mama McCall. Love that. (laughs) She passed away in November. So the suddenness of it and the unexpected shock of losing her has got us into this space where we need to consider what life will be like without her. And we also need to consider what's next for our family traditions. Mm-hmm. So it's also put us in a space where we are acutely aware that there are no guarantees about how much time any of us has. <laughs> and if there's something that you want to do in this life, you better get after it now. So this event has also brought to light that I want to be more specific and intentional about mine and about John's approach to our health. I want to get more focused on our meal planning and our fitness so that we can be proactively as healthy as we can be in 2020 and for decades to come. And you've already taken some steps towards this one. You guys are rocking it. Well, we're, we're getting after it. Yeah. Anyhow, all of these things have put me in a space where I am and where John and I are, we're in transition. So we are rebuilding and we're starting something new. So with all of that in mind, I considered the following words, transformation, renewal, and then ultimately what I've settled on is the following. So the word that I've chosen for 2020 is rebuild. Yes, I love it. So I feel like the transition from my word for 2019 of intentional is only really amplified by making my intentionality more specific with how I want to direct my energy. In in 2020, I will intentionally focus on rebuilding my space, parts of my career, our family traditions, and our fitness and our health. Amazing. Amazing. (laughs) That couldn't be a better word. Yeah. I think it's going to be really great. And um, we really do need to rebuild. And it sort of is amazing how that list really spoke to me with that word and the space that we're in right now really spoke to me with that word. So we're going to rebuild and we're going to really appreciate what life has to offer because we are very acutely aware that it is precious. Yes. And just so on the side of things, the light side of things, I have a funny little story for you. So, you know, like the, we will rebuild. Yeah. So I have many colleagues, uh, at the, uh, in Laredo. So at the U S Mexico border. Okay. And a couple years ago, they actually got a really bad snowstorm in and, Mexico or on yeah, the border. Uh, yeah. In Texas, okay. it, it was very, and very strange for them. So anyway, they sent me a hilarious photo of the slightest dusting of snow <laughs> on the grass with a thing over top that says, we will rebuild. <laughs> oh, awesome. <laughs> I just thought that that was so funny. Uh, oh my God. Love it. Yes. But anyway, great word, Peg. And I cannot wait to see what 2020 has in store for you guys. I'm really, 
really happy for you for this. I think what's going to be coming with the renovation and just everything that rebuild is, is going to mean for you. Awesome. Yes, I think so too. And I get a front row seat right here. Oh my goodness. You're going to unplug and I'm going to rebuild. I'm so pumped. These are like, so the opposite of what, (laughs) this is like exactly kind of like last year when you were recreating and I was being intentional. I love it. Oh, too funny. All right. We want to hear what your word for 2020 is. So if this has inspired you, or if you've been thinking about a theme for the year, or even if you haven't been, and now you're inspired to based on this conversation, send us an email, hit us up on the socials. We want to know what do you have in mind for 2020? And what's the word that's going to guide you as you head through that this next year? I want someone's word of the year to be hot dog, like for no reason. (laughs) Hot dog? Oh, (laughs) for some amazing reason that we don't know. Like maybe they're getting a dog and they want to take it on a vacation down south. So the word (laughs) of the year is hot dog. (laughs) All right. If that's you, definitely let us know. Oh my gosh. If your word of the year is hot dog, I need to talk to you. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Let's move on to another segment. This one is one we call, ooh, me likey. And it's not about hot dogs. That's right. But I do like hot dogs. But anyway, Peggy and I like to talk to each other about what podcasts we've been listening to, books we've been reading, maybe random internet hilarity we found, and we feel like maybe you'll find it fun too. So each week, each of us will share something fun that we are loving, that we find useful or practical, or just something that is pure frivolity and fun. So this week, I want to point out that I am liking holiday urns or greens. So... One of the things that happens, like <laughs> yes, I know you do. One of the things that happens in my household is that my husband is a bit of a, a Scrooge. He's a bit of a oh. bah humbug. He's not really a fan of Christmas. So if I can get a Christmas tree or any decorations up in our house by around December 20th and then keep them up for at least six or seven days, we're doing really great. But what okay. I have learned is, is that outside of my house in the front on my front porch, I can put greens up in December the 1st with a few decorations in them. And the Bah Humbug doesn't even get sad about it. So it's a really great way to celebrate the season. And it's easy to just grab some greens, you can either just trim them off trees if you have that in your world, or if not, they have them at, you know, nurseries or Canadian Tire, or I'm sure a a ton of other places where you just get a bunch of greens, stick them in a pot, add some decorations, Bob's your uncle. Yeah. Or your father-in-law in in my case. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah. Uh Uncle Bob. Anyway, I also think that's great. Right on. I will put a picture of my beautiful holiday urns in the show notes if anybody would like to check them out. Mine is janky this year, I got to admit. I don't know what went sideways, but I make mine every year and it's janky. Really? Yeah, it looks a little janky. It's like the... um, how would I describe it? Like the peanuts version. (laughs) (laughs) Like the Charlie Brown's Christmas tree version? Yeah, it's just not cute. Well, can you take a photo so I can put it in the show notes for our listeners? Yeah, my janky urn. All right. It's got twigs sticking out of it. Like, yeah. yeah, I'm sure it's lovely, Jenny. You'll see. All right. (laughs) You'll see. This isn't like, oh, it's nothing. And then I show you and it's like, bam, Martha Stewart. It's like, oh, yeah, what happened there? (laughs) But the worst part is I don't care. Like, I just, (laughs) it was more of a, like, check, check. (laughs) Got her done. Well, there you go. Oh, All right. What do you got this week? So me, likey, 
Um, Matt Diavella, he put up a new video. Not sure if it has entered your world at all. Yeah, I haven't seen this yet, no. But it seems like it might be relevant. Okay. So me likey um, a new YouTube video that I saw. So Matt Diavella, uh, who is another one of our online pretend best friends, and the filmmaker behind the minimalist documentary, just saying. Um, he has a new video called Watch This Video Before You Die. And, I mean, obviously, attention-grabbing headline. But, whoa, it really, really gets the message across of just going for things with the knowledge that there is a real timeline that we are all facing. And I really think that with both of us recently losing a loved one, with you, with your mother-in-law, and me with uh, my grandpa Cecil, this is something very real to both of us right now. And it's not something I really want to let go of. And I know that sounds kind of weird because most people want to move past this feeling, but I want to keep it because I think it really gives you that sense of you know, as we always say, like getting after things, like it's important to remember this isn't forever. And that can help you take things less seriously, but it can also make you get more intentional about what you're doing. Um, So this video mentions, they talk a bit about making a bucket list as well, but they talk about it beyond adventure items and it gets into what is really important to you so matt in this video is talking to ben who was behind the buried life which was this really cool video series where they a bunch of guys took a tour bus around the country checking items off their bucket list and like i remember one of the things they did was they put on there that they wanted to uh, shoot hoops with president barack obama And they would put these things out there. And then there was this community of people online who, because they were putting it out there, they were engaged in helping them. Cool. And so they found a way, someone knew someone, and they made it happen. And what happened was, as they were going around, they were helping other people achieve their bucket list items as well. And it was, it's really cool if you've never checked it out. But I mean, that's a tangent but this video will explain it all to you and I've um, and we'll include the link in the show notes. But but do check it out because, you know, when we're saying this, you know, when we're talking about, you know, getting after things because you never know, we don't mean this in a morbid way. It's in a like we get this shot. Like let's Yeah, let's yeah, let's take the shot. Let's go. Yeah. Absolutely. So anyway, check awesome. that video. Plus Matt Diavella little bit of a cutie pie. Oh, you have a little crush on Matt Diavella. Is that okay to say or am I objectifying him? I'm not sure. I think I think it's probably okay. Okay. I think he's also very intelligent. <laughs> he's a very talented filmmaker. <laughs> All right. All bases covered. I think you're good. Oh boy, I'm afraid now. All right. Why don't we move on from there to another segment we call You Win or You Learn. Each week, Jenny and I will trade off during this segment to let you know where we did something right and there is cause to celebrate or where something perhaps went off the rails and allowed for a learning opportunity. These can be related to our journey as we take on new habits or they may just be celebrations and bumps in the road in our everyday lives. So I'm up for the win this week and I've got one. All right, let's hear it. And it is... I am back on the meditation habit and I'm using the Calm app and I have been waking up early 
to do this using my basic alarm clock that I mentioned on a previous episode. So my super low-tech battery-operated alarm clock. So I've been getting up. I've been leaving my room, going and sitting by the fire, which is a great habit pairing because that that is appealing to me. Uh, and it's helping me want to get up to do that. And I was, I mean, previously, I've talked to you about this. I was so sad that this habit slipped. Sure. It's a, it makes a very big difference for me. And I really was starting to feel the impact of not doing it, um, which I think can be pretty powerful too. Uh, yeah. It can be the real upside of losing a habit is feeling the difference. Um, but now that I've reincorporated it into my day, I got to say already I'm feeling the difference. Um, I would say I feel calmer, uh, maybe more grounded and a little happier, which I think has been a struggle with the more uh, darkness. Sure. I changed desks at work and I'm sitting somewhere now where I don't really, I can't see a window. So I kind of just feel, Bleh. so this is really helping and I'm going to do my best to keep this habit as part of my regular habits that I do. Awesome. That's so great. And this is one of your 20 for 20 to get back after your meditation. So you're already way ahead of schedule. Great but work. It's not just about doing it. It's about sticking with it because you know what my good friend James Clear says? Yeah. Habits are not a finish line to be crossed. They're a lifestyle to be lived. Oh, he's so great. Another good JC out there. I'm just saying. <laughs> oh, James Clear. Fantastic. So what you been learning? Well, I have also been reminded of uh, how powerful my routine can be to keep me grounded and content. So yes. sort of in the same vein as what you just said. So we were out of sorts for a few weeks recently. So I mentioned the situation with John's mom and uh, the morning routine that John and I had established in September when John started his new job really just went right off the rails just because we were dealing with a lot of different stuff. Yeah. And when we weren't doing our regular routine, and also I recognize that there were some other factors, like we were dealing sure. with a lot of stuff that was emotionally stressful. Um, yeah. But... I, even even that aside, I was feeling tired and irritable and like something was just off. So last week, uh, we got back into the groove, we got back to our regular routine, uh, and I'm feeling much better. So up Good. in the morning, sitting in the hot tub, sitting in the sauna, doing my gratitude, um, doing my Duolingo. Yeah. So all of those things just put me back in a space where I really do feel calmer and more grounded. So there's really something comforting and lovely about good habits repeated daily, even when you're trying to manage for example, a traumatic life event. And maybe most important, right? Maybe especially when you're going through that stuff. So, yeah. um, you know, I've just gone through that and I'm still in, on, you know, reeling from it and starting trying to sort that out. And these habits are helpful to keep me sane and calm and grounded. So anybody that's going through something or, you know, even just trying to maintain calm, grounded, regular life when it's getting dark outside, um, these habits are yeah. so powerful. So, uh, if, if any of this resonates with you, then I hope that you can pick up some of these habits that might help you to stay more grounded and more calm. Um, I've learned this very intensely in the last few weeks, and, um, I'm grateful to have these habits in place to keep me moving, moving on. Doesn't it make you, I always think of when we talk about this, about kids and how comforted they are by routine Definitely. and how it adds so much stability to their lives. And, um, you know, as much as, yeah, we're adults, 
We're no different. Yeah, we need to come back to our routines. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think that it definitely brings you um, some comfort and like, you know, again, James Clear, that kind of invisible architecture to your life yeah, where things don't have to get fully out of sorts. And I mean, I don't like it if every day feels the same. I like to mix things up, but man, in a time of trouble, that comfort from that routine, that can be that can be pretty great to keep you from feeling like things are all over the yard. Definitely. And it just occurs to me that as we're coming into the holiday season, for many, many people, it's a stressful, anxious time. So if these are things that uh, can be helpful for you as you go through these next few weeks of holiday time, then get after it, like get onto your habits and really focus on keeping them consistent as you come through this time. If you find that normally the holiday time could be anxiety inducing for you. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, done. all right. Uh, and that's it for this episode of the improvement project. Let us know what is your word for 2020. We are so excited to hear what you are planning and scheming for the coming year. And we want to know what your word is that will describe it. Get in touch. Our email address is the improvement project at drpeggymalone.com. Jenny is on Twitter at jkouse and I'm on Instagram at drpeggymalone. You can always get our attention by using the hashtag the improvement project. You'll find all of the resources and links that we mentioned during today's show in the show notes at drpeggymalone.com forward slash podcast. And if you like the show and we hope you do, please be sure to tell a friend and share it with them. It's the most common way that new listeners find our show. If you haven't already, hit that subscribe button wherever you get your podcasts so that you never miss a show. We also have a Facebook group, so search for The Improvement Project on Facebook to join in on the conversation. Now go get to work on improving the most important project that you have. That's you. Thanks for listening. Until next time, stay focused and get after it. I'd be interested to know what I wonder what the word of the year would be for our Scottish friends oh should we call them and ask we should send we them should, an email uh, give them a little ringle dingle and see if they have a word of the year or if we can convince them to decide on one definitely okay I like it those boys